Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we continue our corporate culture conversation and speak with Nikki Salentry, Vice President of People at GymPass, a leading corporate wellness provider. Nikki joins to discuss the importance of establishing a corporate well-being strategy and the role that wellness can play in the overall health of your organization. Let's check out the episode. Nikki, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Super excited to be here with you. All right. Thanks for being on. So before we jump into talking about corporate culture, I wanted to learn a bit more about you and what you do at GymPass. Sure. So I am our VP of people here at GymPass, and I've spent a lot of my HR career working within the fitness and wellness space. So outside of work, I'm personally very connected to it. I'm an endurance athlete, so I do marathons, Ironman triathlons, and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I personally feel how important it is to be physically active and healthy. And so I love being able to work for an organization that kind of marries what I'm personally passionate about with my work passion. Uh, So I've worked in quite a few different companies in the wellness space like Equinox and Rodale. And then I made the move over to GymPass just as we were launching in the US back in April of 2018. And my role has evolved quite a lot during my time at GymPass as we've also evolved as a company, but it's been a wild ride and super fun. Sounds like it. Thanks for sharing that story. All right. So as you mentioned, I mean, your world has evolved immensely in the last three years since GymPass launched. Uh, We've all seen our working world evolve and change so much since March 2020. And that's really impacted corporate culture and brought to light what corporate culture is. So what do you see as corporate culture and really what elements can help define a company culture? Yeah, I think you really kind of hit the nail on the head there with how things have changed and how important it is now. But to me, corporate culture is really just kind of a mutual understanding of all of our employees and our leadership of how work gets done as an organization and what we expect of our employees and what our employees can expect of their leadership as well. And so to me, the two biggest drivers of our culture and any company's culture are the mission and values of an organization. So I think the mission is super critical and it can serve as kind of a North Star and unite employees around a common purpose, help remind them why they're there, what they're working toward, and the values provide a framework for employees about what they should be focusing on and how they actually can do their jobs every day. So to me, those are kind of the two most important uh, pillars of a corporate culture. But I think it's also important to talk about how to reinforce that culture and make sure that everyone understands it in the same way. And I think two really important parts of that are your leadership and also kind of your daily activities and rituals. So obviously your leadership is critical in helping to enforce the culture that you're creating, both by you know what they do every day, what they're saying to employees, how they're acting, and also making sure that they're holding others accountable to uphold that culture as well. And then secondly, I think rituals and you know your practices that you have every day are a really great way to reinforce that culture as well. Um, and so to me, it's kind of mission and values are what creates the culture and then your leadership and your rituals are how you reinforce it and make it something really tangible for your employees. 
I love what you said about leadership and rituals as being really two key components there. So as a leader of people, what are some go-to strategies that you use to instill corporate culture with your team? So I think we've kind of put a big focus on this in at Gym Pass overall. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase culture eats strategy for breakfast or something like that. And it's kind of always something that's been important to our leadership of having a strong culture. And I think that's obviously been really helpful since we've been experiencing COVID and the way that work is done following COVID, right? And so I think for us, the way that we do it is we really make sure, again, that we're reinforcing our values and what we expect of people in a lot of things that we do. And so, uh, you know, a couple examples of what we've done there. We have a recognition program for our values uh, where it's basically a badge system where employees are able to recognize their peers and send them a badge when they feel like they've really displayed a certain value or they've been a role model in a value. And then we have our monthly town halls because obviously communication is really important. Of course. Um, and in those monthly town halls, we announce the people who receive the most badges and we give examples of why they were nominated, like specifically what they did. And I think that helps our employees to have a little bit more of a framework and understanding of what our values look like in practice, not just how they're written down somewhere. And then to kind of double down even more on how important our values are, we actually review them in our performance review process as well. So we have an equal weighting to the what of performance. So essentially how someone performed versus their goals or their quotas or whatever the right definition is for them. That has an equal weighting to how they displayed our corporate values. So we look at the what and the how, and I think that's really reinforced to people that doesn't matter how good you are at your job. If you're not also living our values and our mission, um, you know, you're not going to be as successful at Gym Pass. And one of our values actually is live the mission. So we're also reinforcing through there that we expect our employees to engage in what we're trying to achieve as an organization. I think that's a really interesting and inspiring approach that it's not just what you're doing on your day to day. It's also how you're presenting and how you're living and carrying yourself in business that all adds up to succeeding. Because I think there's no one defined box of what a perfect worker mm -hmm. is. Everybody brings different components and different pieces to the company and with that to the company culture. With rituals too, I think it's great that you have this recognition program that exists where with so many of us working individually and in our own home spaces, it's tough to know and kind of gauge where you're succeeding. So having that peer support group and support from leadership, I think is really important in driving home that, yeah, you're doing a great job here and, and getting that extra pat on the back. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to find ways to do it. I kind of, whenever we talk about, you know, something that we're going to do an event or an initiative or something like that, we're always trying to tie it back to our culture and find those moments where we can make it tangible for people. Since like you said, they're, they're not together in person. You're not chatting over coffee. You're not being able to connect face to face. And so it's a, a little bit of an extra effort, but really important to find those moments. So while we're not working in person, it hasn't changed the hiring process. If anything, hiring is at a premium at this point. So what can companies do and how can corporate culture be encouraged in a world where you're onboarding remotely, you're bringing new people into a team that don't actually meet in person? Do you have any tips for companies and for HR leaders to help improve that process? Yeah, I think it's super challenging. As you said, it's it's so crazy sometimes when I think about my own experience and people that you know I work with every day and then I realize we've been working together for a year and we've never met in person. It's just so bizarre uh, and definitely a challenge. 
So I think it's really important during the onboarding phase for employees that companies actually do devote extra time to helping them, again, understand the mission of the company and the values. And so I don't think it's a waste of time to, to have kind of more of a focus of that uh, on the onboarding process. It definitely, I think, is helpful and helps set the context uh, for them. And other ways that we've tried to do it at GymPass, uh, one thing I really love that we do to kind of connect back with the mission is that we provide examples uh, from our partners, which are our gym partners, our corporate clients, and also our users about how GymPass has either affected their business, their employees, or their own you know, personal health or mental health as well. And to me, it's really helpful for employees, especially new employees, to be able to kind of step back and see how their day-to-day grind is affecting our mission and helping people, you know, to find well-being and to um, make sure they can engage in those activities. And so we've done things like just shared feedback from users, or we've had, you know, gym owners come and speak on a town hall and discuss how Gym Pass has impacted their business. Or, you know, perhaps an HR client talk about how their engagement has gone up since using Gym Pass. But we try to find these moments where we can connect people to the to the mission so that they feel like they're a part of it and they understand why they're here and what they should be focusing on. And that's such a big piece, I think, in this current climate of how to draw and encourage corporate culture is making that connection. Because you don't get that physical connection that you may have had in an office. But finding new ways to encourage the connection back to your company, whether it's right having new employees directly see the impact of the work they're doing or creating connections with their peers as well. And that goes back to the, the recognition programs that you mentioned as well and feeling that there is still that connection that the work you're doing matters, I think is really important. And that'll lead us to the next question I have about burnout and what can corporate culture do to help create a more positive work climate? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it's something that we're all facing. Anyone that works in HR knows that it's been a really challenging almost two years now uh, that we've been dealing with this. And, And I think one of the positive things out of COVID, which obviously it's hard to find positive things coming out of this, but I do feel like employees are more open and willing to share the challenges that they're facing and they're going through. And so I think that's been helpful for HR professionals because we have always known that our employees were going through challenges like this, obviously amplified with COVID, you know, but we always have known the struggles that our employees are facing. But now that people are talking about it in a more open way, I think personally, if you have the right leadership team in place, it's a lot easier to be able to go back to them and to discuss with them, hey, this is how our employees are feeling. This is how they're thinking. And these are the things that we proactively need to do to address them so that we're not losing our employees. And I feel very lucky with the leadership team that we have that they've always been you know, kind of open to things like this and they want to hear this feedback and they want to make positive changes for our employees. But yeah, I think kind of making sure that as a HR leader and along with your leadership team, you're creating an environment where people feel comfortable talking about what they're experiencing. The only way that you're going to be able to have um, solutions to what they're feeling is by actually knowing what they're feeling and getting their feedback, asking them what they want. You know, we can guess what they want or need, you know, all day long, but it's not going to be as impactful as having a way to really ask them, understand what it is, and then make uh, different initiatives to help prevent these problems if we can. You hit the nail on the head as well when you mentioned burnout. Burnout's not necessarily something new. No. 
there's a new exposure to it. I think people are more open and honest with not just themselves, but with leadership when they're struggling. And I think that's changed the conversation on burnout. And now we can actually make efforts to address it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, again, with COVID, people are starting to understand what is important to them, what they value in their lives outside of work, inside of work, because they've really just kind of been merged together, as you said. And I think it's really great that employees are feeling, um, you know, they're kind of, I don't want to say taking a stand, but I think employees are realizing they don't want to work for companies that don't value their time that don't support them to have lives in and outside of work and things like that. And so I think employees are speaking up a lot more about what they want and need now. And as an HR professional, you know, it's certainly challenging sometimes, but I think overall it's really helpful because we're able to get that buy-in from leadership to make the changes that we need to proactively. So as challenging as it is, I also think it's kind of a blessing, you know, because it helps us to be more effective in our jobs as well and to bring solutions to people. And I do think um, one of the ways that it's been helpful for us is by asking our leadership to be vulnerable about the challenges that they're facing as well. And so we've had them come onto town halls and things like that and talk about the challenges that they're facing and to really, you know, try to create a more um, empowered culture where our employees know that they can talk about the challenges that they're facing. They can block the time that they need to attend to whatever issues they're having outside of work and to have more flexibility in their workday. So we've really tried to make this okay for our employees by having leadership talk about it and be examples of it. You know, like for example, our chief legal officer, her name is Ellen and she is a single mom and she does things like blocks her calendar when she has to take her kids to school. And she will say, sorry, I can't talk to you during that time. This is my time to take care of my kids. But, you know, I could talk to you 30 minutes later or 30 minutes earlier whatever the case may be. And I think having leadership actually engage in these activities themselves versus trying to look like everything is easy and buttoned up, I think has helped our employees feel more comfortable talking about the challenges that they're facing. And then we're trying to reinforce this as well by making sure that our managers are always coming from a place of trust. I think that was a really big challenge a lot of people faced or a lot of managers faced when COVID happened is they're used to just like sitting across from their employees, seeing what they're working on, knowing they're productive versus really not having any of that physical visibility into it and just, you know, needing to assume that your employees are doing the right thing. And I think for some managers that was challenging, but we were able to show through talking to our employees how much they really appreciated having that trust and that flexibility. And a lot of them said it motivated them to be, you know, even more productive at work or to be more invested in gym pass because they felt like that trust was there. Yeah, that trust component is massive. I think there, there's such a big piece of that. Um, I love what you said too about leadership showing that you can have a balanced and unique schedule and you don't necessarily have to appear as if you've got it all figured out um, that you can break off time because, hey, personal life gets in the way and you can still juggle both. And I think showing that from the top down is a great way and goes back to the corporate culture piece to encourage that, yeah, we're all a part of this and can all contribute and can all have the same struggles and also the same success. Yeah, absolutely. It was funny. We did a uh, an event with our women's affinity group that we have at Gym Pass where we looked at our employee engagement data, but specifically for females at the organization to try to understand better what initiatives we could put in place to support them. And we were just talking on the panel and I said something like, you know, I always used to get through my to-do list every day before I started working for Gym Pass, which was 
I mean, it's true, but was, you know, kind of a joke. And the response from the employees being like, oh my God, I had no idea. Everybody feels this way. Like for me to just say something as simple as I never get through my to-do list every single day, I think really made people feel a little bit more comfortable that they, you know, will experience this as well. And no one has this all figured out and we're all going to struggle with this and that's okay. Yeah. You were just being honest. Yeah. And, and I think that gets appreciated more now too. Yeah, absolutely. I really think so. So how has teamwork and collaboration changed and how has it been redefined with this shift into a remote and distributed environment where you're not shoulder to shoulder with your coworkers? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously it's still as important as it was before, if not even more so. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges we're facing with teamwork in a remote environment is that it's a little bit more difficult, I think, to build trust without ever meeting people in person and getting to know them on a more personal level. And like, to me, that lack of trust can be a really big roadblock. I think that it results in lack of information sharing and misalignment, which usually also results in more work being done than necessary. And so we've tried to make some efforts to um, allow our employees to connect on things that are not related to work. So just to get to know each other a little bit more on personal level. Uh, And I, I think we found that that kind of creates more empathy and trust across teams. And then, of course, that positively impacts their ability to work together. Um, And another thing that I think is super important with my team, and of course, I try to reinforce this with other leaders as well, is over-communicating. I think it's really important that employees understand the full context of their work and how it connects to either our team goals or the company goals in order for them to produce their best work. Like, you might think that you're sharing more than you need to or communicating too often or something like that, but really, I think people will produce better work and they'll be more engaged when they understand how they kind of fit into the larger puzzle and why certain decisions were made and and what the goal of different projects are. So to me, that over-communicating is super critical to be uh, successful in a remote environment. And then another one, which is much more practical, is to define what everyone's role is. And so we use um, the Rossi system for each project so that everyone understands like specifically who plays what role in the project. We make sure that we share that with the team so everyone is on the same page about who's doing what, who's accountable, who's responsible. Um, and then I, for within my own team, try to make sure that whenever we have a meeting that we're talking about a project, we recap the meeting and make sure that everyone knows what their action items are coming out of that meeting. So people don't leave the meeting thinking like, was I, am I supposed to do something? Was there a follow-up for me? And it's like very clear and outlined to them, like, April, you're responsible for this. Juliana, you're responsible for this. And I think it helps people, you know, understand what's expected of them. And that clarity just makes work happen more efficiently. And I think at a higher level, that's a really smart approach. And that goes back to the trust component. All right. So what role can a dedicated corporate wellness program have on overall corporate culture, company culture and team collaboration? Yeah, absolutely. I think obviously um, that a corporate well-being strategy is super important for an organization and it can play a big role in your company culture. You know, we spend so much time at work every day and it's understandable that our work culture impacts our health and wellness habits as well. And so I think creating an environment where employees understand that we value their well-being and and that we allow them the flexibility to take care of their well-being demonstrates that you're caring about them as a, you know, as a whole person and the things that they're attending to outside of work. So when you create an environment where well-being is understood to be something that's an important contributor to their success in and out of work and their productivity, I think people feel empowered to take the time necessary to care for themselves and 
perhaps more importantly, as we already talked about, I think when they understand that well-being is something we focus on, they feel more comfortable talking about their concerns, either with their manager or with the people team. And again, going back to our earlier point, when this communication flows freely, I think it allows you to get ahead of issues like burnout and proactively address them. So I think in a way, being vocal about um, employees' health and wellness and, and their corporate well-being strategy kind of creates a psychologically safe environment where people feel like they can talk about what they're struggling with and, and can collaborate on different ways that they can help kind of address these issues proactively. Yeah, when you establish the message that we want you to be well, that opens up that comfortability to share that, yeah, I'm struggling with this, or here's where I'd like to get better and bring my best self to work, which plays back into the corporate culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that's valued and it's not just something people feel like, oh, okay, I can go and I can do this. It's something that we are expecting them to do and we're expecting them to take care of their mental health and their physical health as part of their employment with us because we understand how important it is for people, again, their productivity inside of work and their lives outside of work. So I think for us, it's kind of maybe something we take for granted sometimes, but it's just like implied. Yeah. Part of you being good at your job is taking care of your mental health and your physical health. And we expect you to do that. And so I think it's been really helpful for us to be able to reinforce these programs by having that as part of our culture. So what do some of these programs look like in a hybrid remote work environment? I came from a previous career where you had on-site yoga classes or on-site spin classes, on-site workout classes. That's obviously changed now that we're all spread out. So what are some of the hybrid and remote wellness programs available? Yeah, so obviously I think Gym Pass is a great solution to this, but to, to talk about it kind of more broadly, I think what's really important about implementing a corporate wellness strategy in a hybrid or remote environment is making sure that whatever solution you put in place is flexible enough to meet your employees where they are, both like physically where they are, and also having enough options that are available to meet whatever needs they're going through. Because obviously every employee is very different, either, you know, with what their physical ability level is now, if we're talking about like fitness and working out, or maybe like what needs they have outside of work of if they're young and single, and they, you know, maybe have very different needs than someone who is either taking care of children or taking care of elderly parents and things like that. So I think it's important to recognize that our employees are very different, not only in where they're located, but in what is important to them outside of work and making sure whatever solution you bring to them can help address the needs of everyone, at least in some way. Um, and so for us, like I said, Gym Pass is a great way uh, for us to be able to engage with this and our employees. So we have a really great physical gym network where people can go, you know, like say I go, I'm going into the city one day and I want to work out at one of our studios that's there. Or if I'm working remotely at my house one day and either I want to go to a local studio here or maybe do a digital class, I have those options that are available to me. And I think it's just super important that employees feel that that equity as well, like understanding regardless of if you're a fully remote employee, hybrid employee, in the office employee, that we're investing in you equally and we're creating a solution that you can enjoy and take advantage of regardless of where you are. And one of the biggest things we've used with Gym Pass is our digital classes because they allow us to bring everybody together regardless of where they are. And we use it as team building as well, right? So like, especially when the pandemic was 
really raging and nothing was open, we had something that we called No Shower Happy Hours, where on Friday afternoons, we hosted a digital class that any of our employees could join at like 1 p.m. So the goal was to have them come together, do a workout, and then have the afternoon, you know, to either wrap up anything that they were working on or to just take the afternoon off if they were feeling burnout and they already had their work wrapped up for the week. So um, I love, as uh, someone on our people team here, I love having Gym Pass at my disposal to be able to use uh, to reinforce with our employees that they need to be taking care of themselves. That's really smart. I love that no shower happy hour idea as well um, as a great way to encourage participation across the board. Um, and I think what you touched on too, that's really great there is the adaptability, right? It's not just in the wellness program, but that's something we're seeing across the board with how people manage their schedules, how how people want to work, whether it's being comfortable working in a hybrid environment versus working solely remotely or just being back in the office and having that flexibility. We're seeing that across the board. And that's kind of driving home into, I think, so much of the corporate culture now, too, is to see that everyone can be unique and different and still contribute and be a vital member of each team. Yeah, absolutely. I think organizations are starting to realize that employees are actual people <laughs> with differences in lives right. outside of work. They're not just like cogs in a wheel. And if you actually want to retain your employees, you better be able to recognize that and build your culture and your benefit offerings around supporting those people. All right. Well, Nikki, that was a great breakdown. So before we wrap up, I want to give you the opportunity, Nikki, do you have anything you want to plug and share with our HR audience? I just want to let everyone know about Gym Pass and encourage them to learn a little bit more about our offering and how it can benefit your employees. I think now more than ever, employees want investment in their health and well-being, and Gym Pass is a great solution that can help make well-being universal and meet your employees where they are. That's great. And you have a website they can go to to check out more? Yeah, absolutely. Gympass.com. <laughs> All right. Nice and easy. So one last question before we wrap up, Nikki. When your feet hit the floor in the morning, what gets you going to start your day? Oh, that's a great question. I always start my day with a workout um, because I feel like it's just a good way to get me prepared for the day um, and all the challenges that I'll face. Uh, one of the physical things that motivates me is my dog looking at me in bed, wanting me to take her out for a run. So I know I need to get my workout done first before she can have hers and she will be a happy puppy. So that is my physical reminder to get the day started too. All right. Well, Nikki Salentry, thanks so much for joining us on the HR Works podcast. As Nikki mentioned, you can go to gympass.com to learn more about how Gym Pass can help your corporate wellness offerings. Nikki, thanks. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the HR Works podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.